Blog Talk Radio. talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good, good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? I hope so. Thanks for joining us on Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy, and we are so glad to be with you today. It is February 14, 2011, and uh, so it's appropriate to say Happy Valentine's Day, and there's no accident that our theme for today is relationships. Every week we have a different theme, and uh, today it's relationships. And we'll have an opportunity to talk about what spirituality has to do with your relationships. Um, We'll talk a little bit about uh, relationships in general and how that compares to what we might consider our primary relationship or relationships with family, spouse, partner, or children. And maybe we'll even talk about what spiritual practices support or improve your relationships. But what we always do is um, as we begin to open each show, even though we have a theme, we look back to the previous week. And so every week we really have now a pattern of connecting (laughs) the dots. I have forced you into this pattern, haven't I? Yes, you have. And meditating in my need for ritual. <laughs> and so, is there any connection between our focus today on relationships and our focus the last time we were together, which was on birth? Birth. I guess all relationships begin in birth. Oh, that's weak. But uh, that, uh, yeah, that's that too obvious. Yeah, but they say, as, as a therapist, you look at that original relationship with your mother and the bonding and that first few minutes of that experience after birth. Um, the studies with the little babies in Europe that, for whatever reason, weren't touched and, you know, that they became more physically ill and emotionally unwell in their lives. And so those initial few moments and days after birth, I guess the relationship between the mother and baby kind of have a ripple effect into the whole physical experience of the child. How's that a little bit deeper for you? Yes, I'm sitting here looking at you with my eyes glazed over like, okay, that's where we want to go. Yeah. We can go there now. Are we done? You're done? You don't have any other connection? Well, I mean, when we think about relationships, all kinds of relationships, even though even though it's Valentine's Day and primary, you know, romantic, significant other relationships are mostly what's on people's minds. 
yeah, with all our relationships, there's a I guess, I guess there is a connection in terms of, yeah, it feels like there's a beginning, and it feels in a lot of our relationships that there's the end. But one of the things we did talk about with relation with birth was that from a science of mind perspective, there is no birth, there is no death, mm. that, you know, there's just this right. process of revealing truth and life. Um, and I think sometimes relationships feel that way too. It feels like there's a physical beginning and end, but then we meet people who we feel like we've known forever, right? And that they are have been a part of our soul, mm-hmm. you know. Not just romantic relationships. People we work with, mm-hmm. we go, wow, I I must have known you before. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, maybe there's an overlap with our previous show as well. But in so, both cases so on, it's a stress. So on to relationships. Okay. Relationships. Relationships and, and in the context of saying yes to spirit. Our relationship to spirit, is that too obvious? No, I think that's one of the relationships a lot of people overlook. Yes, yes. I absolutely agree with that. And I and I know for me when I don't have that as my primary relationship, that all my other relationships suffer. So that's what I think, you know, especially this show and this kind of reminder for me is to always look at that relationship as my primary my primary motivation for my experience every day. And I and I get hooked into the word when I hear relationships with the word love, I always think lover. I think relationships, primary, spouse, partner, but um, but absolutely, I think that relationship with spirit is really important. You know, last week I was traveling and um, had just the amazing opportunity to deepen and strengthen my relationship with spirit because I every day at noon went to a meditation. At Agape International Center, and oh, cool! They have one every day. Every every day, ours at here day. is at seven in the morning, right. and you lead it. Right. Um, they have one Monday through Friday on weekdays from twelve fifteen to twelve forty-five. Oh, very cool! Midday, and uh, led by a practitioner, and it was really interesting for me that at the end of the week, I could really feel. Um, a deepening. Thank you. Yeah. Really feel a deepening, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, partly from the ritual of doing it, partly from the energy, the spiritual energy that is in that center, mm-hmm. in, in all yeah. every corner of that center, <laughs> and partially because I had real intention mm. at the beginning of the week to, you know, deepen relationship, but to feel it physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally mm-hmm. uh, was a really big thing. So yeah, the when we focus on deepening our relationship with spirit, it can't help but show up in everything else we do. Mm-hmm. Isn't it fascinating that I will forget that in, to- in times, you know, the old age of when I need God or when I'm in panic or when I'm in crisis, you know, I turn and look for some help. You know, say a prayer, ask for God's help. And then when things are going well, I don't really have a need to look at. And in my past, that certainly has been a pattern. Although 
I think I went, you know, I would go a year or two and sort of avoid my relationship with God. I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I haven't been, like, chatting with you for a while. I can't go to you now. That would just be, I don't want to be one of those people that just show up at church at Christmas time, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even go and look to God when I was feeling badly in the past because I had, um, you know, neglected that relationship. Which is pretty funny when you think about the reality is that we cannot be separated right on. Yes, it's not, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And, but we put this barrier up from mm-hmm. the human perspective. We put this barrier up, and then we believe there's a barrier, and then we believe we can't go, and we believe we can't, you know, have this relationship. And it's all, we're all making it up. I mean, mm-hmm. we're making it all up and making our lives so much more difficult. And if that's what we're doing in our relationship with spirit, with divine, with God, it's like, yeah, so how am I doing that in my relationships with people? Mm-hmm. It's got to be happening. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with myself, because as you said, that is kind of the connected connection between myself and God expressing through me. So denying my relationship with my with God is almost like denying my relationship with myself. Right. Well, yes, and and then we have the relationship with our lowercase s self mm-hmm. that is all about criticizing who we are and what we do and beating ourselves up for the one mistake that we made last week that, you know, probably really wasn't a mistake, but it didn't, things didn't turn out the way we expected them to. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we cut ourselves off from our capital S self, we definitely have, at least in my life, I know when I do that, then my life with my lowercase s has all kinds of barriers, problems, issues, challenges. And as you were connecting in your midday ritual of meditation, did you get the relationship within the space, the relationship with the other people that were meditating, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with God, I mean, all of those, did you have a a sense of the interconnectedness of all of that as it was happening? Well, any time I do meditation with group, I mean, the group energy of everybody deepening in their own way with their Mm -hmm. own, you know, with whatever's going on with them, I I feel I'm really responsive to the group energy of meditation anyway. Mm. So... um, so I could feel that. But it is interesting as I think back, other than feeling the energy, I wasn't really tapping into, in a conscious way, that energy. And every day I sat in the front row because of the way that the room is set up, it's not a circle, it's you know rows of chairs. And... I sat in the front row, and that also is interesting because a lot of times if I'm in a group, if it's not a circle, I want to be either right in the middle so Mm -hmm. that I'm feeling the energy all around me Mm -hmm. or at the back, so or, you know, or on a corner so that I can kind of see or feel the energy of the whole group. Mm -hmm. And when I'm in the front, I, I don't necessarily feel that, you know, but, and, and also, every day there was a theme. Uh, so there's, it's, mm. the meditation is practitioner-led, 
and the practitioner, you know, has a theme or a reading or a contemplative, something to contemplate. So that that also focused me in a different way. It wasn't just everybody coming in and, you know, me just coming in and being in my own silence. There was always some theme or some focus for each day. So, I don't know. And these were strangers, quote, unquote, to you, I would assume. Mm-hmm. As much as any person in the world can. Right, right. So, but see, that is that's the, that's the interesting point to me because in a way, you automatically get into a relationship with them so quickly in that space because you're in a spiritual experience. And what I love to to play with is to try to take that experience like into the line at Seven Eleven, yeah. And have a relationship with the people that I stand in line with, and I have found over the years that that can be very somewhat frightening to other people, off-putting and sometimes not well-received. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happens. You know what I'm saying? Right, because you know, they get very excited about that idea of interacting with me but other times, no. Yeah, and I very much, I mean, I do that a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. I really try to remember, I, I'm really very, not even try to remember, I often am very present in that every person I meet is a child of God, and it, that means that they are my brother or my sister. They are connected to me in a, in a way, and you know. And I'm pretty private as a person, but in public places, you know, I don't have that. Don't talk to me. Why are you looking at me? I mean, I don't have any of that. I really have a sense of, yeah, you know, I'm going to speak, or I might ask you your name, and may have a conversation. Um, because just you're in my presence and we are both in the presence of spirit. So, I, yeah, I've had the same reaction to that people sometimes receive that very well and other times people like getting on the elevator in the hotel. Mm. You know, when people get on the elevator, I tend to speak mm-hmm. and they kind of drop their head and kind of look <laughs> out the side of their eyes and move as close to the wall as possible because they're not sure who this weird woman is who's, asking them how they are. And then there are others who are like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. I'm having a really good day, and how are you? And next thing you know, you have a conversation for 45 seconds till one of you gets mm-hmm. off the elevator. Um, and I love that about the idea of being in relationship with everybody that I come across and understanding the foundation of my relationship with spirit in terms of saying yes to that relationship and how I can really, you know, manifest all other relationships as have as 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 a ripple effect of that relationship with spirit. And certainly I've, you know, kind of come from places in my life where my foundation or my initial relationship was with a person. Mm-hmm. And you know, everything came out from there and then times in my life where my relationship came out of my dysfunction, you know, very attached to my dysfunction and that was my primary relationship and everything came out of there. But I do think if I look at my life and admonish myself that there's a primary relationship that everything else comes out of and my desire is to make that a conscious choice that that relationship is spirit because there's going to be some root or some foundational relationship that everything plays off of, and it's either positive or well, not so positive, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. Do you have 
that whole trigger in your head that you hear relationship and you think primary lover? Um, not, not, no. No. <laughs> no. Um, you know, obviously it's all in context. So there are times when that's, that's, you know, an immediate because of the context of whatever the conversation is. Mm-hmm. You know, so last week I was in a conversation and, and people, and the discussion was about soulmates. Mm. And so in that context when the word relationship came up, yeah, immediately was there. Even though even in, in that discussion, uh, it went to the fact that, wait, you can have a soulmate who is not your lover. Yes, cool. That there are people you meet who you just know your souls are, like, you know, in tune with one another. And a lot of times we'll say, oh, you've got really good chemistry with that person or, you know, and that's kind of a soulmate too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, most of the time I think when I hear relationship, I just hear relationship mm-hmm. that I'm interacting with that person. Um, so, no. Very cool. And it's interesting too in a way I've watched the people I have relationship with change in terms of my own relationship with myself. What do you mean? Or give me um, an example. As I get healthier in my own inner space, I tend to attract healthier people into my experience. I'm less engaged. I had a therapist once tell me uh, that if I went into a room with 100 people, the person that I was energetically drawn to that I really wanted to get to know was absolutely the most emotionally unwell person in the group. I mean, that was really my my nirvana was that really dysfunctional, frightening, emotionally unstable person. <laughs> and that really played out. I mean, I would really meet these people who seemed very functional, you know, had lives, had families, had everything externally, and just they were so screwed up, like, you know, really deeply emotionally unwell. And so it was almost like this energetic thing that I was pulling in these people and to be in a relationship to fit my dysfunction and my energy of, you know, whatever was going on at the time. And so as I've done, you know, spiritual work and personal work, I see that I attract healthier, happier people and people that aren't happy and healthy. I get kind of that uneasy feeling around versus wanting more and more of them. I think that's progress. I think that's really great to know since I just met you a year ago. See, so you would be on the emotional high side, right? Well, healthier at least than it was before. (laughs) That I'm not one of the people you drew in because, you know, I have some unrecognized, (laughs) deep psychological Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. So, um... (laughs) I have a devotion for that relationship. Well, let's take a little break and then come back and do the devotion. Would that work? Perfect.
Welcome back. This is Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. So right before the break, you said you had a devotion that was great and perfect for this conversation. <laughs> it is that devotion, yes, it is. Oh, I had it's a great and perfect. I like that, I like that. It's called Community. My brother was killed April 1st in a car wreck, and I have not been able to get out of shock. Tonight, a woman I volunteer with told me about her brother's death. I have been around her four or five times since April 1st, and this is the first time she'd spoken of it. As I gave her a goodbye hug, I remembered just how deep our lives can go and how we often keep our deepest experiences to ourselves. I have a hunch God designed the human experience to be of one of community. I know I function best when I'm in community and am known by those around me. Twelve-step programs have a slogan, we are as sick as our secrets. I really believe that in sharing my life as I experience it, God gives me to those I am around, and I see God from those I share life with. Seems like there should be another sentence there, but there's not. That It ends right there. <laughs> I got, I, when I, yeah, it seems like this should be one more sentence. I think I might have cut it off when I cut and paste, but you get the overall idea that it's supposed to be in community. And, you know, that really is interesting because I remember that so well when I talked, that woman said that to me, and she said that she had not told anyone about her brother being killed. I mean, her family obviously knew. Right. None of her support system. Wow. Her church. Wow, that's she amazing. really kept that inside and um and I remember thinking at the time how profound it is that we close somehow our tendency sometimes is to close inward when we're having our most difficult experiences when really the thing that perhaps would be most in line with God would be to open ourselves up when we're in the most difficult Yeah, and what does that say about our relationships with people, and I don't think it's appropriate to tell everybody, you know, everything that's going on with you, but uh, that you, <laughs> but when you have something that really is a powerful experience, a very high high or a very low low, and you don't feel you have the relationship with anyone that you can share that with. Mm-hmm. That that I don't know. I just kind of need to think about that because I I do know there have been times in my life where I felt that way. You know, there might be one person. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, one person, and that, and I just didn't want to talk about think about it with anyone else. And and now I'm there's a group of people, you know, who I would depend on to support me in a high high or a low low, as well as in every day. So, yeah, what does that say about our relationship? Something to think about. And how do we support each other in those high highs and low lows? And how do we show up for each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what does it mean in terms of ourselves and how we value relationships and what we share, but also in how we support the other person and whatever they share. I think both are really important. 
And I, I'm just thinking about if we if we take that back to saying yes to spirit, my confidence, my confidence in trusting high highs and low lows with a larger group of people really is grounded in my confidence that from a spiritual perspective, everything that happens is supposed to happen. And the people who I have in my life, we have a spiritual connection and that they will be able to hold whatever is happening with me in the in the context of spirit, mm-hmm. of it's all good, mm-hmm. you know, even if it feels like a low low, even if it feels like a shock that I wasn't expecting or prepared for, the people who I would share that with are people who are in my life who I know are spiritually grounded. You know, they're not going to get locked up in the condition of what's happening, and they're not going to commiserate about how bad that was, and they're not going to—they're not going to allow me to go too far along the path of I'm a victim and how could this happen to me? I mean, they might let me be there for a minute, a week, <laughs> a day—you know, depending on what it is—but they're not going to let me stay there because they know I don't want to be there. Right. I want to see the bigger truth. And if their relationship with God somehow brings my relationship back. Their relationship with God carries me when I forget. It's It's the whole, wow, being a practitioner, a licensed practitioner of religious science is all about being able for me to be able to see your truth, even when you can't see it, have forgotten, don't remember it, think it's a million miles miles away. For me to see you in wholeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping that truth for me. Kind of like that. I guess it's more of a Christian um, poem or the, the footprints. Yes. Yeah. That idea, I think that, it, you know, as a practitioner, you're, you are that you know, metaphorically carrying us around on, you know, your spiritual back until I I reawaken to who I am. Right. Those are not your footsteps. Those are mine. I'm carrying you, baby. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and it's not really me carrying you. It's God carrying you, and I'm just holding you in that. And, yeah, that is a good kind of image. So we talked a little bit about relationships, uh, your, our individual relationship with spirit and with God. We talked a little bit about our relationship to everyone as a child of God, as a brother or sister in God, and and how um, sometimes that's received well and sometimes it's not. Um, but what we haven't talked about so far, since it is Valentine's Day, is the relationship with that primary person, spouse, partner, lover, wife, husband, you know, that primary relationship. And um, the, the, the quote from the Bible that comes to me is not the full quote, but the quote that talks about being equally yoked mm. when you're in, you know, in a relationship and being equally yoked and 
you know, I'm sure when I was 12 or 13 or 16, that meant something very different to me than it means now. Because now when I hear those two words, equally yoked, I really, really hear, you know, on, from a spiritual perspective. Um, but I don't know. Do we want to talk about that at all? What does equally yoked mean? I really, I'm seeing edge. <laughs> There's a quote in the Bible that talks about um, man and woman, you know, finding your partner, and and it is about from a spiritual perspective that you yoke with, that you partner with, that you bond with someone who also has the love of God, also oh, okay. has the love oh, of Jesus, okay. mm-hmm. um, and that. Um, you know, you are connecting yourself to that person. You are making a commitment. They're making a commitment to you. And a lot, actually, when I first heard the phrase when I was young, it always came up as, you know, in a, in conversations where they'd be talking about, yeah, well, and these names are made up names. <laughs> but you know, yeah, Sister Mary, of course, she's having trouble in her marriage because you know she married that sinner man and he don't ever come to church and. <laughs> She needs to go find her some, she should have found herself somebody that she could be equally yoked to. Oh, wow. Somebody who goes to church, Mm. somebody who, you know, is in church as much as she is. Or the other way around, Deacon Smith, you know, his wife is out there doing all these other things. And, you know, so I always heard it as in examples of people who were not Mm -hmm. equally Mm -hmm. yoked, um, equally joined together. I wonder about that. So, so in other words, in terms of a spiritual program, most people have a sense of well, yeah, that's you know, the spirituality with God. And mm-hmm. so, when I was younger, you know, and I was raised in a Baptist church, and it was more like you know, a Baptist needs to marry a Baptist. Mm-hmm. You know, a Jewish person needs to marry another Jewish person. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, now I have such a much a much broader perspective of all paths lead to God. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's possible for people who have different, who were raised in different faith traditions mm-hmm. and have different religious views to still be equally yoked. If, if I am a practicing or if I am someone who is Methodist, Mm-hmm. And I am in a relation, in a primary relation with someone who is Jewish, but we're both really involved on a spiritual level, not just the religious level of, you know, kind of the ritual. Oh, well, right. Then I think that that's equal, mm-hmm. you know, that that is equal because we're going to both live our lives from a relationship perspective that's guided by God. So the so the basis is the same, even though how you experience the spiritual program is different. Right, but if you're somebody who is, um, you know, and I don't, so I don't think you can judge it just by, do you both go to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. or do you both go to synagogue on Saturday, or do you both, you know, go to uh, prayer if you're a Muslim on Friday afternoon mm-hmm. at two o'clock. I mean, you know, I don't think you can just judge it by only judge it by those kind of external practices. It's what do you know, what do you feel, and how do you show up in your life? Right. How do you live? How do you live right? your life? And so as a as a lover relationship, as a spouse, a partner, that having that same foundation, I, get, I think that's, to me, that would be important. I don't know that I could 
share my life with someone that doesn't have some sense of spiritual foundation. Right. Even if they didn't come to the center that you attend. Right. But if they had their own practice and their own depth and their own ritual Mm -hmm. that gave them an understanding so that you could negotiate life Mm -hmm. from a point of spiritual perspective and commitment, Mm -hmm. I think that would be really hard. Right. If it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And what strikes me is, or if neither of you have that, Mm -hmm. then you can be really happy with each other, too, because you don't have that expectation. Oh, that's cute. That's equally young. That's equally young. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) That's a good point. There you go. Look at that. The Bible's right. You know, it's interesting, too, because I think back to relationships that I've had, and I've never really had a relationship where my partner was in the same church. Do you think that's where I've gone wrong, Tracy, now that I'm thinking about it? Maybe, <laughs> maybe next time. Do we have another hour? Can we just talk about something? Can we just talk what, about that? What am I supposed to do tomorrow since it's going to be Valentine's Today. Today. Today is Valentine's Today is Valentine's Day. See, I don't even know what day it is. You know, I did start an interesting practice, and I will share this for other people who might, there might be one or two other people listening that don't have someone to go to dinner with tonight. And I did one time make the mistake, oh my goodness, of going out to dinner, because I eat by myself a lot, and that never bothers me. But I, one year, years ago, I went out to dinner, and it was Valentine's Day. And it was so, and it, I was too far in before I realized what was going on, right? So then I was like, oh, I'm Oh, thank goodness I have a little bit of self-esteem. So that I can sit here in this the restaurant. The only one having dinner alone <laughs> in a restaurant on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, so that's kind of funny. But um, since it's not my first Valentine's Day by myself, I did do an interesting little ritual where I had a Valentine kind of exchange with myself and with God. And, I, and, I, and now even when I'm in a relationship with someone, I still try to do that, and I still try to make that something that I don't lose perspective of on Valentine's Day, of that honoring my relationship with myself and my relationship with God, because that really, to me, you know, in the day of celebration of love, you know, that, again, that primary, um, you know, gal said this yesterday in a, in a breakfast group that I went to that said, you know, I don't really fully love myself, and I really can't love somebody else, so it's absolutely this. And I think, yeah, whether you're in a relationship with a primary significant other or not, that I think all of us should do something on Valentine's Day that is about honoring our relationship with spirit. Because that is the foundation. And so I'm really glad you brought that up. And there have been some years where I've journaled or I've written poetry and, you know, that really was about that and and saying, oh, why should I be sad that I'm not, you know, part of a couple (laughs) on Valentine's Day? And when I was part of a couple, I was like, "Uh, yeah, it's nice to do something, but can't you be, like, nice and loving all year long? (laughs) That's cute. So I've, I've never been one that's, like, really been, you know, excited about Valentine's Day. Um, but yeah, it's that take take a time. If you have not already done so today, it doesn't have to be an hour. Take five minutes and just make a list of everything you're grateful for mm-hmm. 
uh, or or make a list of the top ten things that you love about yourself, or the top ten things that you you know like about your life, or something that allows you to connect in and say, I love you, and I love myself, mm-hmm. and I love God as mm-hmm. God shows up in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gratitude for me is the quickest way to get there. Right, right, right. Remember that connection. Yeah, that's huge. I, I, I love that. And I love the idea of Valentine's Day in terms of all relationships and celebrating that. And, you know, not spending too much time on being bitter and resentful and sad and melancholy that I don't have, you know, primary relationships. Is that enough about that? Sure. Oh, no, say more, say more. No, that is enough. That is enough. Oh, yes. And the relationship with God, though, I really, I've always said that, that, you know, if we focus on that relationship, if we make it a relationship, and, a, and I'm fascinated by how many people in my life I've heard, you know, not even consider a relationship with spirit, you know, that it's, that it's not even in terms of a relationship. So I'm real grateful for this topic on Valentine's Day to talk about the relationship with spirit. Me too. So let's take another quick break and then um, come back and finish up the show for today. segment of today's Say Yes to Spirit. I'm Tracy. And uh, what Leslie and I do on this show is encourage you on your spiritual path. But for now, we've got to say bye, Leslie. Bye, Leslie, because she's got to go run. And, and I'm going to be here for the for the remainder of the show. And we are talking today about relationships. And, um, you know, when you look at the dictionary definition of relationship, it basically just says the condition or fact of being related, being connected, uh, having an association with another. And um, and I love that we already talked about how important it is for us to have a relationship with spirit and how that connects with our relationship with ourselves um, and that we've you know, spend time talking about relationships with our significant others, but we spend more time talking about relationships with all kinds of people. Relationship is so central, seems so central to our everyday life, our everyday lives, the way that we show up in the world, because for most of us, you know, we don't go 24 hours without interacting with someone, and in this day and age, that doesn't necessarily just mean face-to-face. We interact with people via the Internet, via Facebook and Twitter, on our phones, 
And so relationship is probably a much more important part of our life than most of us think about on a conscious level. Um, and I, I'm think, I, I often think about, you know, when we do talk about relationships, we normally are talking about the two extremes of the spectrum. We have really, really good relationships and we have really, really bad relationships but the majority of our interactions with people are somewhere in the middle. Those are the ones that we don't think about. And what I and Leslie uh, want to invite you to do today uh, on this day of Valentine's Day and this whole week is to really pay attention to the relationships that are in the middle. You know? So it's really easy to give our attention to the relationships that are significant primary ones, especially on Valentine's Day or during Valentine's Week. And it's pretty common for us to give a lot of attention to the relationships that we might label bad or difficult, the people that we don't like or that we think don't like us, and we put a lot of energy there. And what I want to encourage you to do is this week pay attention to all the relationships in between. One of the Rumi quotes that the mystic, ancient mystic Rumi, one of the Rumi quotes um, that I really love that relates to love is this one. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against love. And that really, you know, brings us back to what is the relationship that we have with ourselves and then how does that affect our relationships with other people. Many of the indigenous cultures in all around the world have a quote similar to this one from one of our American Indian tribes. The the proverb or the quote is Nitaku Oyasin. And what that translates into is we are all related. In South Africa, there's a, a word that is Ubuntu. And it ba- roughly, very roughly translates into I am because you are. We are so connected that a part of who I have become is a result of my relationship with you and how you have impacted my life. And a part of who you are is impacted by my interaction or my influence or how we have gotten to know each other or impacted each other, even if I don't know you. And so both of those are are really um you know, concepts that I think during this week especially we have the opportunity to think about. So mitaku o yasin, we're all related, or the concept of Ubuntu, I am because you are. We are so connected. So what I would encourage you to do as you're thinking about relationships um, during the coming week Uh, Let's give you a couple of homework assignments, and I'll do them too, and Leslie will do them too, and next week when we are on the show, we'll talk about how that showed up for us and what we did with them. So homework assignment number one. Um, 
actually, Leslie said this a little bit earlier uh, to, you know, really connect in with your relationship with yourself and your relationship with God. And um, Lisa Nichols, the author and speaker, some of you may be familiar with her from her work with teens and young adults. Others of you may be familiar with Lisa Nichols from her um, appearance in the DVD, The Secret. But uh, Lisa Nichols, in her Facebook post today, challenges everyone to write yourself a love letter. And here's what she says about that. Start off, what would I write to my closest friend to show my love and appreciation for him or her? Then become your own closest friend and begin writing. Love yourself on Valentine's Day and know that you're all my special Valentine. But love yourself on Valentine's Day. Even if you are you have plans later today um, to spend with a significant other, a spouse, a partner, a relative who's very close to you, just take a few minutes and love yourself. Because when you are loving yourself, it's really an acknowledgement that you are also loving God and how God has shown up in your life, what what you and God have co-created as your life, as it is now. It can always change. You can be in a very different place. But up to this point, you know, be grateful and thankful for that. So write yourself a love letter. That is homework assignment number one. Homework assignment number two is over the next seven days, notice your relationships with other people. And, again, I'm encouraging you to focus on all the people through the middle of the spectrum, not necessarily the folks who are on, you know, either end of the spectrum. We give them a lot of attention and a lot of energy all the time. But um, notice your relationship with coworkers, you know, people who you see every day or on a regular basis or you talk to them on a regular basis, and, you know, they're not a part of your inner circle. Um, and, you know, what is what is the way you show up? How do you show up in those relationships? And are you representing spirit and God in those relationships? Notice your relationships with strangers. Um, I, earlier in the show today, I mentioned that I was traveling last week, and I think back, and, you know, I think back now, and it wasn't conscious. It wasn't a conscious, intentional choice, but over the years, I've developed this pattern. So I was in the room when the housekeeper came to clean the room, and you know, I asked her her name, and I actually, I had a conversation with her, and and it was so automatic for me. I didn't think anything about it at the time. But as we've been talking about relationships today, it's like, yes, for 15 minutes, she and I were in relationship one with the other, and she had a job to do, and I was finishing up some things on my computer, and I was working, so... We both had things to do, but we had a relationship in that time frame 
that actually was quite pleasant. Um, I didn't feel she was interrupting me. She was able to do what she needed to do. Um, and we were pleasant with one another. And I acknowledged her as a, as a person doing an important job. And she acknowledged me as somebody from Texas, and she um, has relatives in Texas. So, you know, we are connected. Who are the people who are strangers in the grocery store? The stranger in the car that cuts you off when you're in rush hour traffic. What is your relationship with those people? I think those are the, for me, I can't speak for you, but for me, I think those are often, those relationships are the ones that most often tell me the truth about my connection with spirit. Am I living the love that I believe is the representation of God? And so this week, that's what I'll be looking at, too, as homework assignment number two, and making some notes about that. And, um, you know, all those relationships with people who are somewhere in the middle of the spectrum, you know, for me also includes my Facebook friends and, you know, people who tweet and, you know, all the the Internet and technology connections that I have with so many people. And so I'm going to also during the week look at that as, you know, what really are, is my relationship? Am I conscious? Am I intentional about what I communicate through technology? And if so, you know, if someone only knew me through Facebook and, and they're probably of my 650-plus friends on Facebook, there are probably 20 people who I don't actually personally, you know, know, that I've not actually met, but we're connected through a mutual friend. And um, and so, you know, when I think about those 20 people, hmm, we are connected. And what do they, what do they know about me just by reading my Facebook post for 30 days? Wow, that's I really am going to go check, look at, look into that. That's, um, I don't think it's a bad message, but I don't know that I, I'm always really conscious and aware that that is my way of connecting. That is a relationship. And <clears throat> am I building the kind of relationship uh, through technology that I want to build for myself or for my business? So that's um, that's a lot. That's a lot of homework. That's probably more homework than we've done in any other show of the Say Yes to Spirit in the uh, 11 months that we've been doing Say Yes to Spirit. Uh, so let me go over them again, and then we'll talk about them next week at the top of the show. So homework number one, uh, per Leslie's example and Lisa Nichols' Facebook post, write a love letter to yourself. Write a love letter about your relationship with God. And um, homework assignment number two is to be intentional this week about noticing your relationships with the people all along the spectrum of relationships. So not just your relationships with the people you love the most, 
and care about the most or the people who you dislike or who you are most uncomfortable with. But all along at every place along the spectrum, your relationships with coworkers, your relationship with strangers, your relationship with God, your relationship with your digitally connected um, cohorts. So what what are you doing in your relationships, and does it serve you? Or is it time to make a change? That is the homework for this week. So um, let's wind down. Great show today, focused on relationship. And um, an announcement, Uh, we are so glad, for those of you who listen live on Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time from 11 to 12, and next Monday will be our will probably be our last regular Monday show. We're going to move the show to Saturday mornings and um we'll have more information about that next week and we will also post it on the show main page so you can check us out there. Make sure you've bookmarked Say Yes to Spirit um at blogtalkradio.com forward slash YTS, and um, we're going to move to Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time from 10 to 11. So we hope that um, you will join us then, and you will tell all your friends who have not been able to listen to us live on Mondays because they are working during the day. And um, we'll have some really cool surprises for you when we make that switch at the end of the month. And I hope that you'll dial in live. We want to talk live to many, many more of you than we have been able to doing the show on Mondays during the day. So I encourage you to say yes to spirit all week and to really pay attention to your spiritual practices and how they support you in having positive, healthy relationships. I love that Leslie talked before she left today about healthy relationships um, and not knowing what that, um, you know, and not knowing how much of an impact that can have on the way you show up in the world and all of us. If you're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, then we know that you are all about having more healthy relationships in your life starting, of course, with the relationship you have with God. So um, we encourage you on your spiritual path. And during the week, feel free to connect with us at either GodInMyDay.com or at ReclaimJoy.com. And in the meantime, until next week, I just want to encourage you to say yes to spirit.